Intentional thankfulness, the way of peace. This topic is dear because given our current culture, given the last, let's say, three years, when it seems like toxicity, emotional toxicity, has risen quickly in us, our patient or lack of patience levels are being depleted, and yet they're not. It's an illusion. We have all the patience of Christ in us. You have it all, but we're not always drawing on that source. We're trying to figure things out. We like to be in control, which is scary because really even control is an illusion. It's an assumption you know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. I do enough funerals to know that's not tr- that's tr- that it's true. You don't know when the next day will be. You won't see the person sitting beside you. You think you're a good planner, but you're not that good. <laughs> you never know. So what do we do then when all the negativity keeps flooding in? Sometimes it causes, it comes from family members. Sometimes it comes from friends, coworkers, Facebook people that never comment unless it's negative. <laughs> you know, unfollow, <laughs> block. You know, I saw uh, David Hayward, the naked pastor, cartoonist. He, he uh, uh, had this cartoon of Jesus on the head of a, a woman. He says, I give you the gift of blocking, spiritual gift of blocking. <laughs> you know, controlling the voices that speak to you. Do you allow every single voice to come at you? I want to talk about this thankfulness because if it's not going to be intentional, There's a price to pay for that, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But before that, small devotional from Henry Nouwen that I think is absolutely incredible. The fundamental truth of your identity, my identity. Jesus died well because he knew he was going to God and he would soon send his spirit of love to his friends. He said, it is good for you that I leave, he said. Because unless I leave, I cannot send my spirit who will lead you to the full communion, to the full truth, to the full betrothal. With that Holy Spirit, he knew that his beloved, there's that word beloved again, apostles would live better, happier lives. Now, don't go running ahead and assume, oh, this is going to be about having a happier life and all that. This isn't about the emotional stuff. Yes, there are emotions involved, but let's keep reading. This vision is not just about Jesus. It's also about you and me. Jesus came to share his identity with you and me and tell you that you are the beloved sons and daughters of God. I think the last couple of weeks we've been talking about that. and who is, who is love? What is the love of God? That we are beloved. And if that's true, slow that down. Then be loved. I like uh, Paul Young's, uh, one of his phrases was um, uh, learning to live loved. And that's my subtitle for my blog. It's just, that's what's on there all the time. Learning to live loved. And if you don't believe you're loved... You're going to live just like what you believe about yourself and how you think God sees you. Just for a moment, to enter this enormous mystery that you, like Jesus, are the beloved daughter or the beloved son of God, child of God. This is the truth. Furthermore, your belovedness 
preceded your birth. You were beloved before you were born. What? Yes. You were the beloved before your father, mother, brother, sister, or church loved you or hurt you. You are the beloved because you belong to God from all eternity. God loved you before you were born, and God will love you after you die. And that death is just this earth suit. Your spirit does not die. In Scripture, God says, I have loved you with a temporary conditional love. Oops, let me reread that. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Everlasting, without end. This is a very fundamental truth of your identity. The foundation of your identity is you are beloved. If you start there, everything else can be built on that. Everything about who you are, your personality, all the circumstances that happen to you, and we come back to the root of beloved. This is who you are, whether you feel it or not. Oh, did that word sneak in there? Feel it or not. Listen, I used to kind of say the emotions are just responses to what we uh, think in our head. And that is still true. There's a huge part of our thinking that contributes to our emotions. Our, our emotions are responders to what we're, what's going on in our head or what's going on through our eyes. But your emotions sometimes can override other things as a safety, especially when you're in danger. So it's not a complete, we can't trust them. Your emotions, there's room for them there. But here, it's not about living your life based on how you feel. Have you ever have these people tell you, I'm just telling you how I feel. I'm just speaking my mind. <laughs> Those people run from. They're dangerous. That means they don't filter. And that means any unchecked thought just comes bleh. We have learned firsthand what that looks like in our own relationships with others. This is who you are whether you feel it or not. You belong to God from eternity to eternity. Life is just a little opportunity for you during a few years to say, I love you too. Isn't that neat? Your identity, the foundation. Let's get into this thankfulness. The beginning of love is to let those we love be perfectly themselves and not twist them to fit your own image. Otherwise, we love only the reflection of ourselves we find in them. Thomas Merton said that. I shared this a couple weeks ago when we were talking about love, but I wanted this to be the reminder. If we're talking about being beloved, then just as we are being beloved in the same way, once that is believed and being lived out and matured, we're going to then display that to others. Our job is to love others without stopping to inquire whether they are worthy or not. Thomas Merton again. Just love. Yeah, but, but, but then if, if I love them, then, then I'm sending a message that I condone what they're doing. Do you hear the immediate conditional love? Throw that out. That's a churchy thing. That's a religious comment. You probably don't even know how conditioned you are by that. 
healing doesn't mean the damage never existed. It means the damage no longer controls our lives. Healing is critical, emotional healing. And sometimes our minds have buried trauma that we don't even know about. Then we see somebody acting out in very irrational, immature behavior. And we think, what? They're just, that's so immature, says you who judge. And perhaps it might be immature, but I think we need to have the lens of Jesus. But we can't have the full lens because we're not Jesus. But Jesus was looking beyond. He looked at love. He looked at who they were for real, not the externals. He was the one who taught us not to judge. He's the one who taught us to love. All. Psalm 107, fantastic reminder. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Pause. I think we've forgotten that in our culture today. I think we've forgotten that God is good. Imagine believing God is good. What your reaction to God will be. How you talk about God. What would it sound like if God is actually good? And this is Old Covenant. His faithful love endures as long as you pray the right prayers and behave the right way and go to church. No. His faithful love endures forever. Remember, God is love. That is God's essence. His DNA is agape. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. Right there is a powerful reminder. But this requires us to think back for a moment. Wait a minute. Has God redeemed me? Has God protected me? Has God pulled me through something? That means I need to look back and give thanks. For he has gathered the exiles from many lands, from east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in the wilderness, lost and homeless. Hungry and thirsty, they nearly died. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble. And he rescued them from their distress. Do you have family members, friends, somebody who, you, who are wandering the wilderness who seem lost and homeless, spiritually or physically? Who is the one that draws them back to love? Not you. The Holy Spirit does that. He doesn't need our help. <laughs> he may use you, but it's probably not going to sound religious. He led them straight to safety, to a city where they could live. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. I want to focus on this verse. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done. I think it's almost impossible to think of the great things God has done for you when you're moaning and complaining about all that you don't have and all that is going wrong. 
is basically impossible to give thanks and have a grateful attitude when all you're seeing is finding negative in something going on. I wasn't pointing at Dave. <laughs> it's, pre- it's pretty much impossible. And maybe that's because we're spending our time reacting. We're so used to reacting. I'm guilty of it big time. If anybody's driven with me, you know that. It's like getting cut off, in a, on a, in, especially in a roundabout. Who does the outside lane and goes all the way around? Like, sit, don't you dare. It's like, this is not bumper cars, people. And so you give them a healthy gesture or a toot of the horn. By the way, over the last several years, that has significantly dropped for me. And it's just personal. I'm not perfect at it, clearly. But there's a reaction that we have learned. For a long time, we just react, react. Somebody does that, boom, horn, boom, finger, like all that stuff. We just, that's how we react. Is that how we're supposed to live? No. But it's also natural to react. So maybe we can train ourselves for new reactions called intentional thankfulness. For once you become more intentionally thankful, here's what's going to happen emotionally. It's going to still your soul so that when that cutoff comes and the person cuts you off and, or cuts in front of you and hits the brakes, there's going to be a different level of patience that you weren't aware of, all because of the practicing of the presence of God and being thankful. It works. It's the way we're created. So let's talk about some things that we could be thankful for. Now, there are pros and cons to every one of these items, okay? I'm fully aware of that. Because some are thankful for their families and others are going, oh my goodness, I'm so adopted. (laughs) But let's pause for a minute. Let's say you don't have this practice of being thankful and you need some tutoring. Family's a good start. Thank God for your immediate family, your parents, your kids. I'm not talking about the behaviors, okay? Because those are distractions. But you are here because of somebody else. And the circumstances that they went through, if you were to look at your parents' lives for a moment, and just for a moment, how many times did they almost die before you were born? Probably a couple times. My mom dodged bombshells in Germany. My father escaped through the Black Forest, got caught, had a gun put in his head, turned around, they told him to walk, and they didn't shoot him. Three days later, came back and made it through. How many times was it close? I shouldn't be here, but I am. Be thankful, because all that you have and are and do is fruit, a result, or connected to your past. I remember when my mom died, it was a difficult time, and I had a very difficult relationship with her. In fact, I couldn't stand her for a long time. I was very angry with her. grew bitter and very bitter. And when I spoke to a counselor about this, 
they shared with me, if you only see the bad in somebody, and oh, they're just, a, oh, I'm so angry, oh, this, 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 this. And that's your common language about that person. That's unhealthy. If your language is, oh, they were amazing, they never did anything wrong, they're a saint, they're la-la, and you play this la-la card, that's unhealthy and wrong. Being able to see the tension of good and bad, oh, wait, that is all relationships. All relationships have pros and cons. And in marriages, you've got serious forgiveness things going on, otherwise you don't have a relationship. So family, give God thanks for your family. I'm thankful Lori said yes. <laughs> I'm lucky. I'm thankful for my children. Where they're at now, how they inspire. I'm thankful for my parents. I'm thankful for my mom now, which is definitely weird. But I am. I'm authentically thankful for my mother now. But getting to that place was very difficult. Thankful for my father. Thankful for the sacrifices they made for me to be where I'm at. I can look back now and see all of the financial sacrifices just so we could live back in when the interest rates were double digits in the, you know, I think, 18, 19, 20, 21% in the 80s, whatever that was. Those were really hard times for families. And they still plowed through. You were lucky if you got an ice cream from McDonald's once a year. Like that kind of mentality. And yet today, oh yeah, I just drive through, boom, 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 boom. And you take everything for granted now. Look back and be thankful for the sacrifices of your family that allowed you to be blessed right now. But if you take your blessings and are not thankful for them, you will become entitled. And that will become a new expectation and you got a crash coming at some point. I guarantee it. A humbling crash. What else? Work. I don't like work. <laughs> Be thankful for your jobs. Be thankful for the income you do have and how they came about. Some people, they have a hard time being thankful for their work but it is a way you are being provided for. Even if you have a lousy attitude, maybe it's the attitude that's hard. I, listen, some circumstances you do need to switch jobs. I get that. But sometimes it's us that has to change, not so much the job, because how come this problem happens at every other job? <laughs> oh, the common denominator is me. <laughs> Be thankful for your job. Be thankful there is work. Not everybody can work. Some are disabled, some are injured, some have long-term disability, cannot work. Be thankful. Otherwise, it's entitlement. The government owes me. I have rights. Listen, the topic of thankfulness and rights, I think are polar opposites. And I'm not talking about, you know, human rights and all that kind of stuff that should be fought for. I'm talking about the personal entitlements of, I want my way, I want my say, because that's self-centered. It really is. Hey, Stephen, good morning. I tried to message you, Stephen Hayward. Um, send me a message um, privately, please, because I'd love to connect. 
Glad you said hello again. Friends. Be thankful for friends, past friends, current friends. Have you ever been hurt by a friend? Yes? Like really hurt where you ain't talking no more. Yes. Be thankful for that friend because they invested in you for whatever was going on. Yeah, but they were being selfish. Now it's your lens right now. God puts people in our lives just the right time, four periods of time in our life. Be thankful for that. For they contributed to your journey. You are contributing to other people's journeys right now. Friendship isn't all about taking, it's giving. If you're waiting for your friends to call you and serve you and do all, it's me, 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 that's not friendship. Be thankful for those who stuck through. Be thankful for those who will be honest with you quietly about an issue you're struggling with. Be thankful. You start to go through names in your history. The older you are, the larger the list is. But you go through the, the list and go, wow, I forgot about that person. Yes, I'm thankful for them. They were there just the right time. Health, health care, and taxes to pay for. Why is that up there? That could be a problem. Well, it looks like all of you are breathing right now, so that's one level of health. Give God thanks for that. You know, poor Brent, he's limping a little bit because of not stretching. <laughs> I'm, teasing, I'm teasing you. I'm really sore too from baseball. <laughs> but your health, be thankful for it. For there are others that are really having a hard time and some that are undiagnosed are just chronic illnesses. Be thankful. Because without that disease, you are free to think about all kinds of other things. But when you are struggling and compounded with health issues, you're absorbed and it's in your face. It's hard to see much else. Be gracious to them as well. Be thankful for the level of health you have. Be thankful for, even in our province, the way we do health care. Yeah, but so many problems. I got a huge list. Exactly. Stop complaining. I get it. Find a better ways to fight for better health care then. But we, compared to the world, we've got it amazingly well. Like this, is, this is a great province and country to live in. It's not perfect, but no country is perfect. But here it's good. Be thankful because if you're only looking at all the things that it isn't doing, you're not being thankful for what it is doing. Just look at a couple other countries that have very, very poor health care. Taxes. Go complaining about paying for taxes. They pay for all these other things for people that can't speak up, that can't be positive. It pays for the health of those who can only see negativity and they need help. I'm happy to pay my taxes. I always have. Sure, I jokingly complain with the complainers. You know, yeah, terrible tax. But in all honesty, for what we're getting, seriously, please begin with thankfulness, not complaining. 
Can you see how being intentional matters? Especially when a certain topic pops up, go, and you immediately go to your default. Well, it's the default I'm trying to challenge you on today. So the default reaction isn't a negative one, but a, Father, is there another lens I need here? How can I find light in this darkness? How can I find a way to be thankful for the circumstance? The country you live in. Be thankful for the country you live in. And if you've been watching the news at all, you'll, you'll have seen countries that are going through chaos. Myanmar is a country that is in constant fight right now. They're killing their own civilians. They're using them as targets. They're, it's an awful place. But, oh, but wait, wait a minute. All I hear about is Ukraine. Oh, wait, how about the other countries that are going through difficulties right now? There are a lot of wars going on, people. It's not just the ones that are in the top of the news. Be thankful for your country. Be thankful for the freedom you do have. Oh, but they're taking them away. No, they're not. You have the freedom to breathe and be at peace. To have the faith you have, you have that freedom which is huge. Just look at our friend Robinson from Pakistan. He did not have the freedom for his true faith in Pakistan. So much so, they had to escape last year on threat of death. They had like 24 hours to sell everything and get out of the country. But God had set up something for them to be able to come. They had U.S. visas. That happened five years ago for such a time as in fact, uh, my hope is um, one of the Sundays in June, the last Sunday of June, we're going to be all online that, that day because I'm in holidays. And I'm going to pre-record the service, but I want to share with you Robinson's story. So I'll be interviewing Robinson. Hopefully, if his family's there, we'll include them. I want to hear their story for Hope Fellowship. I want you to hear it. We've met them here when we were in the outlet mall. They've been here. Their kids have been here. Be thankful for your country. Be thankful for the relationships, work relationships, friendships. We talked about friendships already. Your spousal or your partner relationships. Be thankful for them. Yeah, your church. <laughs> Be thankful. <laughs> Be thankful for your church if you have one. There are many that are leaving churches left, right, and center because they feel hurt, abandoned, and are wanting to ask more questions, and there isn't freedom to do that. But there's plenty of others. The church is not the building. This is, this is a church building. It's us, you, me, online. We are the church. I had somebody, um, I saw a meme that was really powerful. The church is not the representative of Jesus. You and I are. And they were referring to the institutional church where they feel they have the right to be the voice of God because we're ordained. Whatever that means, it's not even in the Bible. However, you and I, how we live, we are the exact representation of what we believe about God. And if you believe in a very angry God, you're going to live like that. If you believe in a loving God, forever loving, you'll begin to live like that, and you'll be a representative of agape, which is what the whole series has been about, except for today's. 
the people you look up to. Which means you have to go back. Do you remember that in Psalm 107? It said, give thanks for all that he's done and has done for you. Well, people have come into your life to speak. A teacher, a role model, a coach. Somebody out of the blue for just a moment in time, you never see them again. Something happened. Go back and think. Because you're going to start to see a pattern as you start to go through this list. A pattern will develop, and by the way, you'll be shocked at how long this can take, and go, wow, I do have a lot to be thankful for. Has somebody been extra kind to you when you got into trouble and spoke up for you even though you didn't deserve it? Thank God for that person. I have bumped into people from my past, my upbringing, a lot over the last couple of years. And I've intentionally gone up to certain individuals and thanked them for their kindness towards me as a kid. While all others were saying, you're a bad boy and I have extra long ears now from being pulled. That's a German church for you. I thanked them for being kind because it was never forgotten. I remember their eyes and they're always kind. You are influencing somebody at all times. You just don't always know it. And I've said thanks to them. When I found an old person from way back on Facebook, I messaged them. Whenever that name comes up, I reach out and I want to give thanks because their encouragement hasn't stopped. It's been part of the soil of my life. It's contributed to the nutrients of who I am. It's not lost. How about, thank God for the times he got you out of a pinch. I don't want to hear the stories right here because... You know, we didn't want to have to call the police. How many times were you just not caught for things? Stupid mistakes. How many times did you do something really foolish and it just, you're so lucky it didn't go the other way? Give thanks to God for that. I have a list. <laughs> How about thank God for getting you to where you are today? Where are you today? Right now. Can you thank God? Thank you for right now. All that I have, who I am with, and my uncertain future. One thing that's not uncertain about your future and my future is Christ in you. That is certain. How about for those who have paved the way for you? Your history of theology. I've had mentors in my life that have challenged me. I remember my theology professor challenged me in Bible college because I was a bit of a smart donkey. And um, yeah, they challenged, yeah, I know. What, you? You're so nice there. You're studious. But I saw theological challenges way back then when I had no concept of anything different. I knew about the love of God, but I'm thankful for the different people that have spoken a red flag into my life. Question this. Why? Why? That's what I was learned in church. Question it anyway. There's more. 
Thank God for those people. Oh, here's a good one. How about thank you, Jesus, for being my salvation? That's a really good one. If you're really stuck, you can't think of anything to be thankful for, that's probably the best default. How about your future hope? What future hope? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Every one of us has that same hope. (coughs) You just may not recognize it or be aware of it anymore. You may have forgotten. That's why we actually get together. That's why we do this type of church, gathering, sharing, connecting, teaching, singing, all that stuff, is to be constantly reminded, not to be indoctrinated, but to be reminded, to be the living Christ to others. To not glorify a church, but to glorify Jesus in how we live, talk, and move. Oh yeah, thank you for everything. (laughs) If you need some time to just chill this week, maybe you're stressed about circumstances, go through this list. Just begin. I have a hunch, and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory. I forget where the wording is, but... The whole idea of things fading so that when we look, turn your eyes upon Jesus, it's Jesus we see. Feel. Yes, feel. Because if we don't feel Jesus, then it's just an intellectual concept. It's all of it. We're human. Sarah, if you could somehow get me to that last slide before the final announcements, that'd be great. This thankfulness thing, scroll right to it if, you, if there's a way to do it fast without going. Yeah, thank you. Next week, we're going to just finish up this thankfulness one because there's some other encouragements from Scripture that encourage us to really think and be and live like this as our default. I think it's just going to be a little bit humbling to realize how selfish we have been. Even preparing for this, it's like, oh boy, I'm talking to myself here. I'm not not telling you what to do, you know that. I'm sharing with you what I have seen, observed, and when I share with you, it doesn't mean I've accomplished it. It means I am learning with you. I'm not above anyone here. I'm equal with all. I haven't got to figure it out. But I have each other to learn with. And I love it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for reminding us of this default in our minds. May it permeate our thoughts and hearts this week. We also pray for Jen's mom and what's going on down in Brampton. May you work all things out and make your presence known to them. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.